You are Locked On Cougars, your daily podcast on the BYU Cougars, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome in on a Monday edition of the show. Part two of our BYU Navy preview series rolls out on today's podcast. We're taking a look at BYU's offense against Navy's defense. We're also giving you my prediction for the game tonight, folks. We have made it. It is game day. BYU football will be on the field tonight and couldn't be more excited for that. So a ton to talk about on a Monday edition of the show. Today's show is brought to you in part by Built Bar as well as our good friends over at All Guard Pest Control. We'll tell you about both of those companies here in just a little bit. All right, with that rundown out of the way, let's get to it, y'all. Game day edition of the Locked On Cougars podcast begins right now. What's up, guys? I'm Jay Catch, your host here on Locked On Cougars, your resident BYU insider. I work for the Zone Sports Network in Salt Lake City, Utah. Thanks again for joining us on a Monday game day edition of the podcast. If you haven't done so already, now's a great time to hit that follow or subscribe button so you never miss an episode of the show. We will have a show up tomorrow to recap whatever happens tonight, but let's get you ready for tonight's game. If you didn't get a chance to, I might stop this podcast right now and go and listen to yesterday's podcast as we broke up our BYU. BYU versus Navy preview into two shows. Yesterday, we looked at BYU's defense against Navy's offense, and right now we're going to talk about BYU's offense against Navy's defense. So let's start off with this. BYU has a tall task in front of them, obviously, in this game, and especially on defense when they have to slow down what is one of the better rushing attacks in the entire country. I don't care that Navy is an option team, but additionally, the Navy defense Pretty much anybody who was anybody last year on a pretty good defense overall is back for Navy this year. They've got a lot of talent. They are a very aggressive defense under new coordinator Brian Newberry. Newberry took over last year as the defensive coordinator and tripled the sack output for this team and just absolutely gets after it. This is a team that is going to bring the house at BYU and the Cougars are going to have to be ready to defend against that. I do like what BYU has along the offensive line in terms of the size advantage along the offensive versus Navy's defensive line. But that doesn't mean that the defensive line for BYU is a slouch in any way, shape, or form. On their defensive depth chart, you look at it, they have a nose guard, Mike Flowers, who is a six foot three, 318-pound nose guard. That's plenty big enough. Their defensive end, Jarius Warren, 6'1", 257. Jackson Perkins, who plays defensive tackle for them, 6'6", 257. There's a couple other guys on the roster who are listed over 290 or even over 300 pounds. So there is plenty of size, a lot of beef there on the interior for Navy's defense. But as I said, this is a defense that's absolutely going to come after you. Their star is at linebacker. Diego Fago, number 54, six foot three, 240-pound linebacker. He's a junior out of Fort Lauderdale, Florida. And Fago, he is as good as it gets. This is a bona fide NFL draft prospect that doesn't happen a lot for the Naval Academy. He has been a standout player for the past two seasons in a Navy uniform, and you can guarantee he is going to be involved in everything that Navy does tonight against BYU. He's not alone, though. Guys like Tama Tuitele, who plays the wheel position, the weak side linebacker position for Navy. He's a six foot one sophomore from Aurora, Aurora, Cal- Aurora, Colorado. Excuse me. 
He is going to be joining as well as a striker, Austin Talbert-Loving. And then at the Raider position, which is an interesting position for Navy, it's more of a stand-up rush-end position. Tommy Lolly, another guy to keep an eye on. He wears number 46, junior, six two, 219 pounds. I can guarantee you this. These linebackers, they are relentless. They are going to come all night long after BYU, and it's not going to be surprising to see them bring all kinds of exotic blitzes. It wouldn't surprise me if they brought corner blitzes, safety blitzes, all-out cover zero blitzes at any point in tonight's game. Jeff Grimes last week talked about this fact that Brian Newberry, the defensive coordinator, he is unafraid of bringing the house on any given down. Uh, The only time that, according to Coach Grimes, he had seen something similar was when he was working at Virginia Tech with the legendary Bud Foster. Of course, Bud Foster spent his entire career pretty much at Virginia Tech being the architect of some of the great defenses there in Blacksburg. And he said that this guy, speaking of Coach uh, Newbury, is similar to Bud Foster in that he will bring the house on any given down. doesn't matter if it's first and 10 or fourth and one, first and 20. He will bring it if he feels it's necessary. So BYU has their work cut out for him. The good news in, in this game, I feel like, is you have an experienced hand under center, and that is Zach Wilson. This is a kid who's going to go in there and is not going to be phased by the bright lights. Of course, there won't be a crowd to deal with either. So I expect that Zach Wilson actually be pretty comfortable playing in this game. The offensive line for BYU, a lot of talent there. I really feel like the offensive line is going to lead the way for the Cougars here. This is a unit that has worked in concert with one another for the majority of the past two years. And at this point, for guys like a James Empey, Brady Christensen, they should be the leaders, and this unit really should be gelling at this point and really should be working as one. That's what gives me confidence for BYU going into this game. I feel like the Cougars, to win this football game, need to rush for at least 150 yards. They need to have an effective run game to really control the clock and make sure they keep their time of possession as balanced as they possibly can. You can't have what happened for Middle Tennessee State against the uh, against Army on Saturday. If you guys remember seeing that game, I don't know how many of you might have seen it, but I did watch the majority of that game. And there was at one point a 19-play, 99-yard touchdown drive by the cadets against Middle Tennessee. That will take up the time of possession and keep you off the field, and that's what BYU needs to avoid in this game. So one of the keys to a victory tonight for BYU, they need to have a 150-plus yard rushing night, and that's going to become a big key for BYU to have guys like Lupini Katoa and Tyler Algier really just go to work. This is a veteran offensive line. They should know what they're supposed to do, and the hope is that they can go out there and really boss around this Navy defensive line. But this is anything but uh, ordinary academy defense. This is an aggressive, just bring-it-at-all-cost defense that is unlike anything BYU has seen in some time. It's similar to the option offense that you try to prepare for. Speaking of BYU's defense, we talked about this yesterday. You can get all the looks you can give your team with scout team players, but until they see it in person, they really won't know what is coming at them. And I do feel like the way that Navy plays defense, it's going to be a similar situation for the Cougars. I do like, though, that BYU has a majority of upperclassmen in their starting lineup. I know that the receiving core is pretty young for BYU relatively. You have Gunnar Romney, who's a junior. You also have Neil Pau, who's a junior, but they haven't played a ton. And that you would expect, okay, now it's their time to shine. We'll see if they're able to step to the forefront. We're going to find out real early in this game if they're ready for it. 
Like I said, this is going to be an interesting matchup of wits as these two programs face off. This is by far the best game on BYU's schedule. Currently, in my opinion, this is a Navy team that won 10 games a year ago and should challenge for double-digit wins again this year, I feel like. I just think that BYU is going into this game, and early on, they're going to have to weather a storm, I feel like, of, okay, they threw their first couple of punches at us, the early analogy of a boxing match. Now it's our turn to respond. Not having Matt Bushman is going to hurt BYU. There's no if, and, or but about it. I think that BYU is going to lose a lot of production with that guy because, as they call him, Honey Hands himself, that's Matt Bushman, he was a steadying force for the BYU offense when he was on the field. Who can step up and fill that role? I feel like Isaac Rex will do part of it. Coach Grimes said that Mason Wake will also be a part of this alignment for BYU at, at tight end to really help fill the role. But it is going to be a by-committee approach. I think you're going to have to have receivers step up, running backs at points, the other tight ends on this roster. They're all going to have to come together and make up for the production of what you were counting on from a guy like Matt Bushman. I do like, though, that BYU, this is a veteran unit. They know what they're doing, but until they see what Navy's going to bring at them tonight, they won't ultimately know how prepared they are until that actually takes place. I know that's really weird to say, but it's very much true. It's something you have to see in person before you ultimately know how prepared you are. I think BYU's done a good job. They've been diligent about keeping this offense working, and hey, I guarantee that they are chomping at the bit to get out there on the field and just play football. So here's hoping that they can, yeah, overcome some of the nerves that may be affecting them early on and the nerves meaning they're just their excitement factor of actually playing football once again. But additionally, just being ready for whatever Navy's going to throw at them because I can guarantee you this, everything we've seen from Navy last year makes you think that they've got another ace or two up their sleeve in terms of something they'll throw at BYU that they haven't shown previously. So BYU, they got to be on their toes. they got to be able to respond. But I do like the veteran nature of BYU's offense going into this game. Uh, coming up here in just a minute, we'll look at some more of the personnel news and notes you need to know about ahead of tonight's game. Some guys who did not make the trip to Annapolis, according to our sources. We'll break that down here in just a moment. Today's show is brought to you by our good friends at Built Bar, guys. And Built Bar has made their new Built Bars deliciousest-er. Hopefully that makes sense. I know that's the wrong terminology to use, but that's what they're going with. And guess what? The all-new Built Bars are absolutely incredible. Built Bars are great for the health-conscious guy or gal. They can help you lose or maintain your weight while also indulging in a delicious treat, guys. I can tell you this much. They taste legitimately like a candy bar. They're covered in 100% chocolate. And the best part is they got multiple flavors for you guys to pick from. There are 18 current flavors on BuiltBar.com that you can pick from. Some of my favorites, some of my personal favorites, I'm a big fan recently of one of the new flavors they have launched, Cherry Barcia. They also have Caramel Brownie, Cookies and Cream. The Lemon Almond Cheesecake was actually pretty dang good. You wouldn't think so, but I quite enjoyed it. Carrot Cake and Apple Almond Crisps. Apple Almond Crisp, excuse me. Those are the six new flavors that go along with their 12 original flavors. Among them, some of my other favorites, including raspberry, peanut butter, the banana bread flavor is actually very, very good. Orange, coconut, as well as peanut butter brownie, guys. They have a flavor that will fit whatever you like to eat. I can tell you this much. They're absolutely incredible. They're soft and easy to chew. These are the best tasting protein bars, bar none. I'll tell you that much. Check it out, guys. All of their bars are low calorie, low sugar, high in protein, but also high in 
fiber. They're also great a great fit if you're on the keto diet. You're really trying to lose some weight. Keto diet fans, this can help you guys out. So check it out, guys. Go to BuiltBar.com right now and use the promo code LOCKEDON and you'll get $10 off your next order. doesn't matter if you've ordered multiple times in the past or if you're a new person that's just ordering. Use the promo code LOCKEDON at BuiltBar. You'll get $10 off your next order. That's a significant amount of savings on the best tasting protein bars in the entire world. Check them out once again. That's Built Bar. Go to BuiltBar.com. Use the promo code LOCKEDON and thank us later. That's Built Bar. Proud partner with us here on the Locked On Cougars podcast. All right, guys, let's talk about BYU and the personnel on offense going into tonight's game. One guy that BYU fans have been excited to see in a BYU uniform since he arrived on campus at BYU, and I think even since before then, is the freshman wide receiver Cody Epps. Of course, the product out of Modern Day High School down there in Southern California. Epps had an epic senior year, over 1,700 yards receiving, led his team to a state title, and just was an overall great player for one of the more prestigious high school football programs that you will find in the entire country. He came to BYU with a lot of fanfare, but it appears that his debut for the Cougars will be delayed at least a little bit here. According to our practice insiders, Cody Epps did pick up an injury in practice last week and as such did not make the trip to Annapolis. And a note for this is maybe in a different scenario, he may have made the trip and seen how he goes, but as it stands right now, BYU is being very careful with their traveling party as they go to these away games. They're actually limiting the amount of players who are traveling with the team. It's not like they're taking only like 40 guys, I can tell you that much. But they're taking less people than they ever have before, and it's all in a precautionary measure just to try and keep guys healthy and safe. The COVID-19 virus is not something to be messed around with. There's no doubt about that. And Cody Epps did not make the traveling group for BYU. It's not all that big of a surprise, but you think about it and you say, okay, I get it. He's a kid who wasn't practicing. He probably doesn't have the ultimate game plan as it was installed last week. So you know what? We can wait until Army to see him play, hopefully. We'll be sure to update you guys as we hear more about that, but that is a guy you will not see on the field tonight. Another guy to keep an eye on, folks, and this is a guy who I've actually been very intrigued by ever since he got to BYU, is sophomore offensive lineman Blake Freeland. This is a kid, might I remind you, at Harriman High School up there in the Salt Lake Valley. He played multiple positions at high, in high school. At one point, he played quarterback for the Harriman Mustangs, moved to tight end, played defensive end, and was slated to play offensive line for BYU. Well, he started his first game at right tackle for BYU against Boise State last year, and down the stretch is actually one of the BYU's better offensive linemen. It appears right now that he will be the backup at right tackle for BYU in this game. Chandon Herring is slated to start at right tackle, and while that may seem like a little bit of a surprise, Chandon Herring is a legitimate NFL draft prospect right now. If Chandon goes out and has the type of senior year that a lot of people think he could have, he is a guy who could ultimately end up on NFL draft boards, but he's got to be able to play and show that he can do that. Well, he did beat out uh, Blake Freeland, according to the depth chart, and also according to our practice insiders, and as such, he'll be slated to start tonight. That does, though, allow a guy like Blake Freeland to be able to move around a little bit more. I could see a guy like Blake Freeland playing in some different packages for BYU as a potential extra offensive lineman, but it'll be lined up as a tight end for BYU. Hopefully that makes sense. You may have seen this a couple years ago. You may recall this, but when Jeff Grimes was playing with the Tanner Mangum offense that he had installed, 
he had guys like Addison Pulsiver who came in and were wearing uh, eligible numbers, quote-unquote playing tight end for BYU. They were undersized offensive linemen, but they served a purpose as a blocking guy to come in and really be just that extra offensive lineman, but also keep their eligible numbers so they're able to keep guys on the field eligible and all the different machinations that go with college football rules. I could see Blake Freeland playing in that role tonight. So don't be surprised if you see some big hulking guy who's six foot eight and 300 pounds wearing an eligible number running around. That's more than likely Blake Freeland. And I'll be sure to update you guys on Twitter as this game progresses tonight with anything that we notice throughout the game. But it's one thing to make note of is that Blake Freeland's versatility as a player overall. He's a true athlete, folks. He's going to make the NFL as an offensive lineman, I can tell you this much, but he has the ability to move all over the field, and it wouldn't surprise me to see him playing some different roles in tonight's game. I do like what BYU has done with their offensive line. They're traveling quite a few offensive linemen. At least 10, according to our insiders, are on the plane to Annapolis. That means that at least two deep across the entire offensive line will be there. Guys like Joe Tukuafu, who will be the backup to James Empey at center. Mo Unatoa, the transfer from Utah. They all made the travel party for BYU. And if anybody does have any struggles on this offensive line... I can guarantee you this, Eric Mateos and Coach Grimes will not hesitate to put a guy in there to hopefully bolster that offensive line. As we just talked about, BYU's got to be sure that their guys are working together because this is an aggressive, swarming defense from Navy. And if they smell blood in the water, you can guarantee they're going to throw everything they've got at you. And BYU's offensive line's got to be that quote-unquote tip of the spear that Jeff Grimes likes to say all of the time. They really do need to lead the way for BYU. It is imperative that they get out there and really get a good push for the Cougars, and I look forward to that. Additionally, at tight end tonight, don't be surprised to see multiple tight end sets, even though Matt Bushman is not available in tonight's game. This coaching staff is very uh, confident in Isaac Rex and Carter Wheat's abilities, but they also like guys like Kyle Griffiths and Mason Wake. So you could see guys like Mason Wake, who's listed as a fullback this year after last year being listed as a tight end, play in a set that also has a guy like Isaac Rex or Carter Weed out there. BYU likes to bring on heavy packages, and they're not afraid to let those guys go run routes if they need to. It's more about deception than anything else for BYU. So it's not that the Matt Bushman injury is going to make BYU think, you know what, we got to go four wides. That's not how they're going to go about things. They are going to still use multiple tight end sets, and it wouldn't be surprising. It wouldn't be surprising to me personally, based on what I'm hearing about BYU's practices, for them to use multiple personnel sets that include multiple tight ends. They also could go as many as four or five wide receivers if need be, but I don't expect them to do that. I think that they have the faith that guys like Isaac Rex and Carter Weed have shown well enough in practice that they can be on the field and produce to the level they expect them to. So I like what BYU is going about here. Don't be surprised also to see a guy like Jackson McChesney not see a lot of action tonight. I really do feel like the two-headed monster for BYU at running back, speaking of both Lopini Katoa and Tyler Algier, they're going to split the reps to a very large degree. It wouldn't surprise me to see them and maybe one other guy listed as, and probably would be Jackson McChesney, as your guys who are carrying the ball for BYU. But it wouldn't surprise me to see 15 carries for a guy like Lopini Katoa and somewhere around 15 for Tyler Algier. They really like what both of those backs bring to the table. And with the injury to Hinkley Ropati, which has ruled him out, at least for the near future, I think it's going to be BYU features two running backs 
And if they have to feature a third or a fourth, they'll do it. But for the time being, it appears that it's the Lopini Katoa and Tyler Algier show at running back for the Cougars. So there you go. Some of the news and notes in terms of what BYU is looking at. Additionally, at quarterback, it will be Zach Wilson starting the game. Jaron Hall did not make the trip to Annapolis, so Baylor Romney will be your backup. And I would assume that Soljay Maiava Peters is your third string emergency backup in this game. So there you go. All the personnel notes that I have picked up ahead of tonight's game. and looking forward to a good one. Six o'clock mountain time on ESPN. Tune in, folks. Football is back. It's really exciting, and it's crazy to think it's that close, and we are right here on the precipice of watching BYU football. All right, coming up here in just a second, we'll catch up on some of the other news and notes around BYU. Need to talk about the number zero for BYU. It's a new era in college football, and obviously there's been some great Cougars across other sports who have worn the number zero to great effect. Could the new number zeros for BYU, could either of them play a big role for BYU this season? Well, we won't see them on the field tonight, but we'll talk about that here in just a second. So a lot to get to still ahead here on the Locked On Cougars podcast. Today's show is brought to you in part by our good friends at All Guard Pest Control. I can tell you this much. Seth and his team, they are as excited as anybody to have BYU football back on the field. Seth is a massive BYU fan, but he also runs the best pest control company in the state of Utah, bar none. They're located in Utah County, speaking of All Guard Pest Control, but capable of servicing anybody up and down the Wasatch Front. If you've got pest control needs or wants, guess what? All Guard Pest Control can be that solution for you guys. Give them a call anytime you need it, 801-851-1812. This is an essential business. It's been open the entirety of the COVID-19 shutdown, and they've been servicing people up and down the Wasatch Front, guys. They would love to take care of your home like they take care of mine. They're professionals, they know what they're doing, and they will make sure that whatever problem or problems you have are abated and never come back. That's what I love about All Guard Pest Control. They are here for the customer. They will offer multiple different service options for you guys. If you're not comfortable with them coming in your home, they're happy to spray extra on the outside to protect you that way. They'll also make sure they're wearing gloves and masks when they come into your home so they're being as safe as possible. They want to make your experience customized and personalized to you. That's what I love about Seth and his team. They are the best of the best, so trust them to take care of your home like I trust them to take care of mine. Feel free to give them a call anytime, 801-851-1812. That's 801-851-1812. Or go online to learn more about All Guard Pest Control at All Guard Pest Controls with an S, allguardpestcontrols.com. Once again, this is the best pest control company in the industry. Huge BYU fan, so tell them that Locked On Cougar sent you when you give them that call. Once again, 801-851-1812. That's All Guard Pest Control, a proud partner with us here on the Locked On Cougars podcast. As we wrap up this podcast, guys, a couple of notes for you before we go on today's show, and that is the number zero for BYU is an interesting number because we've had guys wear the number double zero, and that includes Eric Mika. Of course, the mascot, Cosmo the Cougar, wears double zero. But this year, for the first time ever, the NCAA has allowed the number zero to be a legal number in NCAA football. As such, guys like D'Angelo Mandel and Cody Epps are wearing the number zero, but neither the, neither of them are expected to play in tonight's game. So who knows when the number zero will finally make its debut for BYU football. But I think the greatest Cougar to have worn the number zero by far is Brandon Davies. And hey, Cosmo is great, don't get me wrong, but he is not a player in the sense that we've been talking about this countdown for. So Brandon Davies was top 10 in a number of categories by the end of his career at BYU. Uh, Sadly, will most notably be known for his honor code violation that precluded him from playing on that Jimmer Fredette-led team that made it to the Sweet 16. 
I am still convinced if Brandon Davies is eligible and allowed to play, they are a threat for the Final Four and probably do make it at that point. But, hey, you can look back and ifs and buts and all the different things that go into it. But Brandon Davies, the best number zero in BYU history. I didn't feel like we had enough candidates for a poll, so I didn't put that up on social media. But we have done it, guys. We've gone 100 straight days or close to it, talking about the greatest Cougars to have worn these respective numbers. And it's been an absolute pleasure to do it with you guys all summer long. We'll do it again next summer. And hopefully we won't have as much of a tumultuous goings on in terms of the college football season at that point etc but we'll have some fun with it again next summer and a big thank you once again for your continued support of the podcast in that regard so brandon davies the best number zero to play in byu history and we're still gonna have to wait it appears at least two more weeks before byu makes their debut with a number zero playing on the field for the Cougars in football. But a couple of the notes before we go on today's show is a big congratulations to Jimmer Fredette, officially announcing on Twitter last night that he is headed overseas once again. He's headed back to his old stomping grounds with the Shanghai Sharks in the Chinese Basketball Association. Get ready for Jimmer Mania to really take over. The lonely master, the lonely god himself, is headed back to the city that gave him that nickname. Shanghai has really embraced what Jimmer Fredette has brought to them. If I were Jimmer, I would never leave that team again. Build your brand, build your legacy there with Shanghai. This is a team that's going to take care of you. The owner of the team is Yao Ming, of course, the former Houston Rockets superstar. Now runs all of Chinese basketball, both their Olympic efforts as well as the Chinese Basketball Association. So you can guarantee this is a guy who has a vested interest in his personal franchise, speaking of Shanghai. And I'll guarantee you, Jimmer Fredette is going to be a centerpiece of that team for however long he wants to play there in Shanghai. And congratulations to Jimmer Fredette on that. One note before we go, guys, is yesterday was cut-down day in the NFL, and I wanted to talk about all the Cougars who got practice squad eligible after they were cut by their respective teams, but I wanted to wait another day because we had a lot to talk about with tonight's game. So we'll get to that maybe tomorrow or Wednesday as we talk about where Cougars are playing in terms of their uh, signings as practice squad players or if they made active rosters in the NFL. So we'll do a full rundown for you at some point early on this week, but it won't be today. We'll give them a couple of days to really kind of filter things out because guys will still be signing with practice squads being claimed off waivers for the next 24 hours plus. So we'll break that down for you guys probably on tomorrow's show, but who knows what happens in tonight's game. So there you go. Some of the news and notes around BYU and now the moment you've all been waiting for. What is your prediction for this game, Jake? Where are you going with it? Well, here's the thing. This is the best game on BYU's schedule as it currently stands. I don't think I'm making a bold statement in saying that. And I think that Navy is going to be a very stout test for BYU. I think they're going to be a worthy adversary. Of course, you're going to their home turf to play this game. And I expect that BYU is going to battle hard. I am confident in BYU in tonight's game. I will say that right up front. It will not come without them really weathering, I think, some different swings in this game. Because, like I said, this defense for Navy is just absolutely relentless. They come after you every down. And the offense was just built to be relentless. The option just keeps coming at you guys, and you have to be able to hold up down in and down out. You can't take plays off against an offense like this. And you can't do that normally, let's be honest, but especially in a game like tonight. I am confident in BYU. I do like the way they've prepared for this game. They have spent an entire summer weathering all kinds of different difficulties, especially with the COVID-19 virus. These are guys who are seasoned. 
They have absolutely weathered so many different things that were threatening to preclude their season. And I can guarantee you this much. BYU, at least based on what I know about this, they are not going to go out there and just let things roll right by them. They understand the magnitude of what they're going up against tonight. They understand what they represent. More than just being a BYU football player, they represent some normalcy for the rest of us around the country who are still dealing with COVID-19. So I look at this and I feel like it's a big opportunity for BYU to go and put their best foot forward. I expect BYU wins a hard-fought game. I'm taking BYU 24, Navy 22. It's going to be a tight one, folks. So buckle up and get ready. It's going to be a lot of fun tonight. Six o'clock, tune in, and I'll hopefully I'll be with you guys right after the game goes final. So have a great night. Enjoy the game. Come back with us shortly thereafter. We'll have a podcast up as soon as we possibly can once this game goes final. And, of course, we'll be breaking it down for the rest of the week, getting you ready as we transition and get ready for Army later on in the week. Have a great night. Thanks again for supporting this podcast. Follow us on social media, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, at LockedOnCougars. Feel free to email us anytime by emailing the show LockedOnBYU at gmail.com. And if you want more of my insights on tonight's game where I'll be tweeting from, I'll do it on the Locked on Cougars feed, but also do it on my own personal feed, at Jacob C. Hatch as well. So there you go. All the different ways to interact with the show. Have a great rest of your day whenever you hear this. It's game day, folks. Let's do this thing. Go Cougars. This has been the Locked on Cougars podcast. Podcast for September 7th, 2020.